Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm here with Ray Waddingham and Jeff Brennan. Now, you guys both had some involvement in the Mental Health Act review. Um, Ray, you are talking later on today about an alternative mm. Mental Health Act review. So starting with you, give us your kind of feeling about being here at this meeting today and um, some experience. So far, there's just been so many different perspectives and things sort of shot out into the air, and it's really dizzying to try and sort of make sense of them. But I keep kind of having all these, yeah, buts, there's these things that we're not talking about. So it's intensely frustrating, but I'm hoping we'll get to it. Good. And Jeff, you've done lots of work with Star Wars, yeah. lots of experience of how to improve um, the care given to people in, in inpatient settings and in, in people who are sectioned, etc. Nice of you to say so. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your perspective on this work so far. Uh, oh, uh, well, it's huge actually, and oh, I think a bit like Ray, it's it's mind swelling. The presentations have been excellent, I have to say, because I think for me they've caught, they've focused on some core messages like how we're getting wrong in our assumptions about BAME. Um, BAME, yeah, um, admissions, uh, the bed bases and it all, the, the international stuff I thought was fascinating. So, so a bit like Ray though, there's a, there's a, it's almost like I need a weekend to think now to, to come up with. And, and for me, what's crucial is how do we take this fantastic stuff and make it sensible to um, patients and staff for me, you know, my focus is in patient care. So how do we take this and make it sensible and usable for them say, right, this is what this is what's useful for us in our mission to make things better on the wards, really. So, yeah. And what are you going to say in your talk, Ray, later on? What can we do, given the constraints of the current system, to, to improve experiences? <sighs> it's tricky, because what I'm going to say in my talk is probably really radical, so I might save that for later, which is actually just rethinking the whole way in which we understand mental distress, compulsory admission, and the supportive structure outside of hospitals. I think we need to start again and... The stuff we've got now has been passed by our forefathers, 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 a group of white men from a long time ago, and I think we need to do things differently. But with the system we've got at the moment, we've got, I believe, a duty to improve inpatient care, because if you're going to put people there, we've got to make it as good as possible. I think, for me, there's something about reducing the length of detention, so people are only there for during the extreme crisis. I know I was sectioned for a month and then almost six months and that was way longer than me trying to escape. Um, I tried to escape during one thing and then that led to many sort of sectionings after for the medication to work and things and it wasn't about risk of harm to self or other, it was actually just, they told my dad it was about paperwork saving. So just really thinking about how long we'd be keeping people there. And then... I don't know, have you heard of the um, drug-free wards in Norway, in Tromska? I'm wondering about, okay, so we're detaining people, but what about right to choose medication or not medication? Can we have environments where people are really trying to work more creatively with extreme distress, um, as they are in Norway? Whereas here, there's an assumption that once you're detained, there will be medication if you have a diagnosis of schizophrenia. Can we not open that up yeah, a bit. It's interesting that Norway was one of the countries where the detention rates were going down. Mm. Although they didn't we're not making the the causal connection, but it was mm. interesting yeah. when they said Norway and Finland because they're trying to radicalize mm. their mental health systems. You don't know if it's having an effect, but it's a question. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. 
I think I think you said something about we have to improve in patient care, and I couldn't agree more. You know, uh, and I and I think I think it is interesting because. You know, although it's been very good and it is very good, this is a very good project and these people are doing very good work. It is still within the paradigm of risk, detention, um, and and you know when you go towards one of the soul-destroying things you hear somebody says, this is like a prison, and it's not just that they're detained; it's actually the double airlock, the you know the whole the doors locked, the whole the whole culture in which we've now generated wards and. We're very clear, we don't blame the people on the wards. We think that culturally we've created these environments. And our, our message is we need to back out from that and start creating different ones. And we have examples, I gave earlier on Navigo, which is a place in Groomsby, and their whole ethos for their hospital. We want the wards to feel like a high-class hotel. And that's a great kind of starting position to create good wards. Uh, and, and I would say we have to create wards for the voluntary patient and include the detained patient rather than what we've got is there are actually wards for detained patients and the voluntary patients have to kind of fit in as best they can which was a message from the service user group the from to this as well and i, and I, I would agree with that and it's it's and in that it's we need to join together you know, we all need to get together take more risks but also you know say to people in society you know we need to take more you know we are treating people decently and we need you to help us to take those risks to become involved we need wards to be much more open spaces internet access mobile phones digital families you know access they aren't separate to the community they never were separate to the community and that's the biggest mindset thing we've got to shift away from. Just because there's a door locked in a hospital, it's still part of our communities. These are still vibrant places full of our people and we need to look after them better. That's definitely true. I think even beyond sort of designing hospitals for voluntary patients, I'd want to design hospitals that I myself would feel okay just to be in. Um, But also there's something about training staff and resourcing staff. I train nurses and I've been really shocked that they don't get any support in how to be with someone in a crisis. There's a lot of technological stuff in terms of restraint, um, although they don't call it that anymore, um, and use of medication. Restrictive practices. Yeah, (laughs) great crazy-making sort of framing of language there. But if we support the staff to be more open to people and to actually understand a rights-based approach that we are taking away people's liberty... Mm -hmm. um, and skill them up in de-escalation and sort of dialogical practice. Not open dialogue, but the way of actually being with someone. Yeah. Um, I think we'd see big changes, because I worry very much about the use of coercion in wards that isn't just used in sort of intense situations. It's if someone doesn't want to take medication yeah. or someone's feeling very angry. And I think most of those things could be stopped. Yeah, and I think, I think that, you know, we've got wards that are able to to function without doing those mm. things you know we have examples out there of places where people I mean you mentioned Norway we've also got mm. places in the UK um, Star Wards and Safe Wards have, have helped some of those wards but it's you know we, we didn't do it they did it mm. and we need to kind of find those places and say and I think you're right they're focused on trauma mm. not illness they're focused on engagement they're focused on human humanisation mm. staff are accessible staff are they don't see patients as a bundle of risks that mm. need to be managed they see them as people who have needs that need to be helped and all those psychological shifts do need to happen and I guess my concern I think Mm. we share the same concern is this is a very worthy thing 
but it's still based around legal detention in hospital mm. and we need to inject a little bit of that's not the only story and that's not the only view, the filter to look through but but I think some of the presentations were kind of challenging that a bit as well mm. I hope mm.